Welcome to the Internet Advisor Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Foster Brown. Along with my co-host, Gary Baker, and our team of experts, we've been helping people like you since 1998 with your computer problems, introducing you to valuable resources, and promoting tech enterprise throughout Michigan. The Internet Advisor is a two-hour podcast recorded every week at the studios of historic WJR Radio in Detroit. Both hours of the show are available each week on this podcast and are streamed to our affiliates across the state of Michigan. We're also proud to be part of Detroit's newest and fastest-growing podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. And now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet Advisor... Welcome to the Internet Advisor, your place for answers to your computer questions since 1998, with your co-hosts Gary Baker and Foster Brown and their team of tech experts. The door is always open at internetadvisor.net, on Facebook and through Twitter. But right now it's time to get you in touch with your helpful hosts on this week's edition of Internet Advisor. A very good afternoon to you, and welcome to the Internet Advisor. I'm Foster Brown, and the good advice continues here on the Great Voice of the Great Lakes, WJR, as we have two hours of the Internet Advisor from 4 o'clock until 6 o'clock. We're going to be talking today in particular about one of the most often repeated questions we get, and that is, what should be my next computer? We'll be tackling some of the issues involved in that in our hour, and we'll also have a second hour for you to pose any question you want about your computers. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown. And Gary Baker. Ed Rudell. That's the full house today. we got a great show lined up for you. Uh, I think we're going to be tackling some of uh, certainly what has been the, one of the most frequently asked questions in our email and one that we hear a lot of as well when we open our phone lines for your questions. That is, what should my next computer be? We'll be tackling, like, tackling that in a moment. I, there was a moment of stunned silence, for me at least, in a studio here when Gary delivered a piece of information that I wasn't even aware of, Gary. I hadn't heard of that before. Well, not only... Um, so first of all, I don't um, upgrade uh, my Apple iOS. I use a, an Apple iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, love it, by mm-hmm. the way. But I never take in every t- when they come out with a new iOS a new yeah. operating system right. upgrade I never um, install it download and install right. it right away I wait to see how many problems because there's always problems right. right sometimes Apple admits it sometimes they don't but there's <laughs> always problems I told Ed there's four out of three upgrades have problems <laughs> <laughs> and I had to figure out what did he say huh? dyslexic or? No, but, so um, so 9.3.2 came right. out right and uh, even this this one, even Apple has confirmed. Yeah. They pulled it. Um, it's had problems. It bricked, well, or meaning it, it shut down completely uh, people's devices. Wow. Um, not everybody. No, so I, yours went through. And you, you asked me the question. I, I, matter of fact, I was kind of worried about it, so I went and checked right away. I had this upgrade, and I and you didn't have problems. Haven't so far that I can tell. I haven't experienced anything. Really. Um, I just wait, just because I know there are going to be problems. I just don't know if it's going to affect you, me or not. You know, <laughs> and, and and that's that's the second serious issue. iTunes went down um, a week and a half ago. Yeah, and I mean. Yeah. Y- 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 and you're thinking to yourself, big deal. iTunes went down, or the App Store went down for five hours. What's the big deal? You know, people mm-hmm. just can't get their apps. 
corporations are tied into that. Mm, and yeah. so people yeah. are receiving their phones. They need to download their installation software for their mobile management software. Right. And so there's five hours of non-productivity, help desk calls being raised, people yep. inquiring, um, confirming that, you know, calling Apple to confirm that, yeah. yes, there is indeed an outage. You know how many man hours are wasted doing that? You know, it's interesting. My grandson, Anthony, now is working on the help desk for HP. Yes. And he mm-hmm. is uh, on the help desk for the... The county of San Diego. It's kind of interesting, <laughs> given what happened in the past with their uh, with that iPhone out there. Anyway, uh, it'd be interesting to see if he has experienced that as you know increased problems mm-hmm. there. Now, as I said, I experienced none. I will say this though, and and Cal couldn't be with us this week, and it's a shame because he has the same attitude you do, and mm-hmm. he is a stone hardcore Apple person, but he will never install those upgrades right, right off the bat. Right, right. Away. and. And we had an Android person call uh, a week and two weeks ago, and they were experiencing issues. And I, I have my Android configured never to update automatically. I occasionally I'll check for a firmware update, mm-hmm. and you know I don't even like my apps being updated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a Facebook app, and every time I launch it, would you like to update? No, no I don't I wish to update. I like this <laughs> interface, and I do not want more ads. So yeah. the, the, uh-huh. the version I'm using is not prone to as many ads as the next version. So I turn off all updates on my Android and Apple phone devices. Now, I'm a classic dummy. I will put every update in as soon as it comes. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I, but some, and, some of that is, to, I, some of it I have done over the years. And I earn my living with, by people with you. Like, <laughs> you know, <so>. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've done that so, deliberately over the time, knowing the, knowing the dangers, because there are other people out there who do the same thing. So some of that I'll risk the whatever happens in order to be able to report on it. That's true. Uh, Thank you, Foster. <laughs> yeah, we all appreciate that. And we'll learn from you, and then we'll wait until it's they say, okay, all clear. Now, now you can download Somebody help Foster over the corner. He's crying. So, you know, it just proves, though, I mean, Apple's a great company. Yes. Um, I, you know, I pick on them every once in a while because <laughs> of some stuff that's happened in the past. And, and uh, but they are a great company. And if something like this can happen to them, it can happen to any company and it can happen to all okay. of us, right? So it's technology. This, it's going to break. It's going to mess up. Yep. We're going to have to This, however, it. raises an issue that I think is, is a particularly uh, burdensome one. And that is the whole issue of um, uh, Microsoft pushing updates, whether you like it or not. And I've had this with Ginny's, uh, my wife's um, um, HP. She has a, a little laptop we bought. Um, and frequently I'll find that something is fouling up. Mm-hmm. And I'll look and see, what's the problem? And I'll reboot, and it says, hang on, we're installing updates. Yes. And inevitably, if there's something screwed up in the system, it's because an update has been downloaded. Well, actually, yep. a lot of times, the upgrade will fix it. <laughs> it yes, it, it might. Will. But it what will. it's done in the meantime is it's fouled things up. No, no. What's happening is, yes, you're right. Sometimes it can foul things up. But a lot of times, you experience slow system performance, and you, and you want to shake the thing, right? Yes. It's like, yes. what's going on? You know, I just brought my computer out of sleep. It was work. Why is it so? slow this time and then i always have to slap myself upside the head and i'm like oh i bet you it's getting an update and then i do the oh i bet you it's getting an update and then i do the you know control shift escape on the windows and i go oh automatic updates are running okay but you're right uh like gary said has been saying for years uh when's the last time you shut down your computer well a week ago maybe in my home (laughs) computer my business one i'll shut down all the time Mm -hmm. my my one at home you know I shut it's, it up. Yes, it's, yeah. not, it's not most I, of the time, right? Usually once a week I'll reboot, and I'll inevitably, inevitably I can't talk. Yeah, 
four hours sleep. Control. And and I and uh, I'll always <laughs> get updates. Fun last night, I so. did have fun. <laughs> control shift escape. That's the same thing as doing control alt delete and selecting task manager. Oh. But if you do the control shift escape, you go right into task manager. Control so. shift escape. I, I I have not heard of that, so I'll have to try that. That sends you directly into what task manager? It, oh, I see into task manager. So you now. can see all the different applications that are running, and I have my. So that's configured. a Windows 10 now. That's the new formula. And now you could do that all the way back since Windows XP. Oh, okay. I didn't learn it until Windows 7, you know. And one of my colleagues had to, you know, basically tell me that, and I'm like, how did you do that? <laughs> so instead of Control Alt Delete, yeah. it's Control Shift Escape. Cool. No, contr- yeah, control shift escape, yes. And that'll bring you to okay. directly to task manager. And then you find so, out they're all okay. on the same. It's, a, it's like it's like a different three finger salute. Right. I got you. Okay. But the issue, bottom line, folks, is if you've got a, an iPhone out there, and it, Gary, as you said, this is being reported all over the net. I was uh, uh, looking at it uh, again myself and just checking the, the, the news. Yeah, Forbes has it and, and a bunch of others. Yeah. You know, when it goes mainstream media, you know, there's a problem. And this is one that that Apple admitted. I Part of my problem with Apple is that they have a problem they don't admit it. So I like it when they admit it because they're going to have problems. Everybody does. Right? Yep. Right? So when they admit it, thank you. Fix it. Tell us when it's fixed. Well, then I'll download it. Yeah, and wisdom is, folks, uh, to hang on. Don't don't make the jump right away like I do. <laughs> You'd rather be uh, safe than sorry in that. But, but don't let it go too long either because a lot of those updates will fix other things, right? Exactly. That's why they're called updates. Back in just a minute to talk about your next computer. Thank you again for joining us here on the Internet Advisor, Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and Ed Rudell in house. And uh, I have to say, guys, that the, the, the question I see most frequently posed to us on our email, and Ed, you can concur with this or not, but I also, we hear it when people call into the program, is our questions around what should my next computer be? Should I buy a laptop? Should I buy this? And should I buy that? So I thought um, that today we just kind of, you know, loosen the belts and... Uh, and and take a crack at handling this because it's changed, Gary. In the in the eighteen some odd years that we've been doing this, uh, this notion of what your next iteration of a computer is going to be. Sure, of course, because uh, you know we didn't have really laptops back then when we first started. They were luggables. They were twenty eight pounds. <laughs> yes. They looked like you know sewing machines <laughs> and. Uh, you know, th- there was a question whether you wanted to have a desktop or or a luggable. And today, I think there should be no question that there's just, there's, unless you have a very, very specific reason for having a desktop, why? Mm. And I know that there are people that would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but unless you're, you know, gaming, where you just need the, the power... Or unless you have it all set up with um, audio or video controls because you're doing a lot of video editing. Mm-hmm. But the laptop just makes so much more sense. For, right? for the standard consumer, it does. Right. I, I think it does. But I, I would say that it's gone even further than that. And that's kind of my point with this. Well, it's no longer desktop or laptop. Right. It's laptop or, or tablet, right? Correct. <laughs> or, or, yeah. or, or some other hybrid. Or some other hybrid. Like, for instance... Um, A convertible, like your... Um, like your Microsoft... Like, like uh, the Surface. Yeah, the Surface Pro that you have there. Yeah, yep. Exactly. That yep. there are so many different things that people can have nowadays that they don't have to think, well, I've got to put aside X number of hundreds of dollars and maybe let's say eight, nine hundred dollars. I had somebody call me, for instance, who wanted an Apple product and they're saying, okay, I have like eleven hundred, twelve hundred dollars put aside. And I said, well... Because of the hardware, you're, you're probably right in terms of that. But beyond that, you don't necessarily have to have a huge kitty put aside 
if depending on your needs, right? Depending so, on your use case. So if you need an, you want an apple, mm-hmm. right? Because there's sometimes you need an apple, and I do agree. There's some things that a, that a Mac will do better than than most any other machine, mm-hmm. uh, video editing and some others. But unless you, you know, now you're going to spend twelve, thirteen hundred dollars to get something reasonable. In the Windows side, you're going to spend for the same kind of power. You're going to spend something like. Four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars. Right? I'm not sure about that. I think the Surface Pro, for instance, where you, you I wouldn't buy this again. You wouldn't buy the Surface no. Pro. Okay, no, too expensive. Right. Why would I? Well, if I'm going to okay. pay the money for this, I'd buy an Apple. <laughs> yeah. right? I think you're right. But well, I, you know, but I wouldn't buy an Apple. So what I would do is spend half of this, yeah. and just get a reasonable, lightweight, okay. um, very lightweight laptop. Okay, right. a, a lightweight ultra, laptop, an ultra light. Okay, laptop. right. Laptop. And ultra lights, you do pay a little, a bit of a premium for. You, so then you're seven, up to the seventy-eight hundred, seventy-eight yes, exactly. Yeah. Maybe exactly. nine if you want to load it up with sixteen gig of uh, of RAM and right. some other things. Exactly, okay. and so, a solid state drive. Right, right. So, but I'm I'm pricing right. these out for my my son because I bought my my daughter uh, a Mac, right, mm-hmm. and Mac laptop, mm-hmm. um, and she loved it, mm-hmm. um, and Justin wants a, a Mac to take to, to college. Uh, by the way, he's uh, graduating tomorrow. I was going to say, congratulations, Thank Justin. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, Justin uh, is graduating tomorrow with this class from Detroit Catholic Central. Oh, there oh, go the God. expressways now. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to start filling up with all those high school graduates. Uh, oh, yes, Lord, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> well, anyway, he's... Uh, He'll be off to uh, Michigan State University. Okay, he's going to Michigan State. So I got to find a sweatshirt that's half U of M and half oh, MSU. Lord. Oh right? Lord, that's right. So, the house is going to be rent asunder again. Yeah, and oh, uh, Lauren surprised him by coming home from LA. All right. So she's home, and that's uh, wonderful. Yeah, so that's great. So congratulations to all of the Detroit Catholic Central class, and uh, their baccalaureate service is tonight. The mass right. is tonight. And then tomorrow at uh, 2 o'clock at Hill Auditorium, they're graduating in tuxedos. I can't believe Oh, that. my word. Uh, so they La di da. I guess. Anyway. <laughs> we got a couple graduating in so our he, family. So, so, he so, wants an, so he wants a, okay. a, a Mac. He's heading to college. And we're pricing it out. A Mac Air 13. Something, yeah. Um, 8 gig. Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't go less than that. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, Solid state. Probably two fifty six, right, although right. maybe one twenty eight, mm-hmm. just because of the cost. And you know, you start adding, adding, adding. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like fourteen. Now he gets a two hundred dollar discount, so it's back down to like twelve hundred dollars. Right. I look at at Carol. Her power supply is funky. And in fact, I think it's Uh-oh. now dead uh, on her. So she needs something. So she wants his old um, Ultra <laughs> book because um, she didn't want to go spend that kind of money. I said, well, if you want to. You know, just a Windows machine, so we priced those out too. And uh, she found a really nice one that she wants for four hundred ninety-five dollars. Okay, well, and I'll... and it actually has a, a better processor, better Intel processor than the Mac. Mm. Um, and it is two fifty-six um, solid state. Okay, uh, so you know, it's it's actually. Component to component is better than the Mac. That's interesting. Okay, for, so, for so we have people that have a lot of desktop computers at home. Yes. And so it's very rare would you need to get a desktop. So what we're talking about is laptops of some type, either PC or Mac. Mm-hmm. And then, but some people can actually take the plunge to tablets only and be a consumer. Yes. Yes. So that would be the iPad. Usually the iPad's the winner or the iPad Air. I you agree. can get an Android 
tablet. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mm-hmm. guess some people use that, and you can get really cheap ones. Yep. And very, I'm not cheap, inexpensive ones. That's expensive ones. For a hundred dollars, yeah. you can get yeah. some. They're wonderful, and from and they can. And, t- and they can try the, the inexpensive solution and still have their desktop and find out if they can perform all the functions they need. That's a very good point, and I think you don't have to spend a ton of money to do that kind of thing Correct. either. Mm-hmm. You'll still have the old clunker in, in, in the basement or in the, in the den. The, yep. de- and, the desktop you used to have. Yeah, yeah. Right. and, and exactly. while you make that migration to a tablet, and it's because you're probably just a consumer. You, you read your emails, you, you check Facebook, you, you go to your favorite websites, right. you read no, news stories, and then you reply to emails sometimes and... You know, and that's I think, what I do. I think that's the use case for the majority of people who are listening to this program. Yes. You know, we don't have people who are higher end users, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you will, geeks. Right. Uh, when I listen to, to Leo Laporte and some of the programs he does, they say, we acknowledge the fact that our audiences are geeks. And they are. You know, they're, they're people who are high end users. I think ours are generally kind of the run of the mill people who, you know, as you say, enjoy, you know. We, uh, we, we don't. Facebook. Oh, uh, well, I mean, not to their face, <laughs> except for our, to our their ears. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the normal user, if you will, the, I think the vast majority of users, they'll do Facebook, they'll do email, they may have some photos that they're going to use, you know, put into albums and things like that. Yeah. But they're not going to be editing all sorts of stuff. The only exception is our is our listening audience that is uh, visually impaired. Yes, and, yes, and that's really, and we do have a large percentage yes. of our audience that is, and we get a number of callers. Yep, those may stay have to stay with traditional laptops or desktops. Right. That's well, it. and if they're completely blind, and there's some are, mm-hmm. they don't even need the monitor. Right, exactly. Right. Right. And that's yeah, and that's part of why I say, even if you're spending, like Carol has her laptop most of the time on her desk, it doesn't, she doesn't travel with it a whole lot Me around too. town. And, but it's so small, it's a very small footprint on your desk. Right. Now, she does take it when she goes on vacation. If Absolutely. She, if she needs to yes. go somewhere with it, she can just quickly fold it up um, and take off with it. She doesn't even power it down, right? She, and then she right. opens it up. It's she just you know. And Gary, you know, it's interesting. It Carol and I have much the same use case. Mm-hmm. Mine stays at home. It stays in a like a little cradle next to my uh, my monitor, and I hook it up to another monitor. So I've got another monitor working with the monitor mm-hmm. on the computer. And I do all my business there. The only time it gets unhooked is to come in here to the show. No, see, I'm, I must be ADD with my laptop because I travel with it all over the place. I travel <laughs> from the couch to the chair to the kitchen table to the kitchen to the basement to the deck to yeah, the front to porch. The yeah. Sometimes That's I take it nice. to the shed when I have to rebuild a carburetor. There you go. You know, and yeah, I was yeah. rebuilding. I rebuilt a chainsaw carburetor and and my <laughs> weed whacker carburetor. And I'm like, ah, what was that model number again? You know, forget it. I'm just going to bring the laptop. And then you have YouTube playing all the time on it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give me instructions, et cetera. Okay, I want to examine one other use case. And here's, I want to do something that we we normally hold our calls to the second hour. If you have a a question about your next computer and want to chime in with that, 800-859-0957 is our number. You can call right now, 800-859-0957. When we come back, guys, I want to talk about one other solution we don't often talk about. That's Chromebooks. Welcome back. It's the Internet Advisor, Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and Ed Rudell. And today we're uh, tackling it in very broad terms, but I I hope helpful for you as well, a subject that comes up very often in terms of our email and questions that people call in with as well. And by the way, if you'd like to join the conversation with a specific question about what your next computer should be, uh, we're opening up our phone lines right now a little ahead of time of what we normally do 
It's 800-859-0957. You can join the conversation and maybe you have a specific question about what you're going to upgrade to. Guys, I, one of the things I um, wanted to touch on, because we talked about uh, that, the, the if you will, the choices are broader now, Gary, than, mm-hmm. than when we first started out. I was like, what's your next PC going to be? Then laptops came into the equation. Now, Ed, we were talking about the fact you brought in that, you know, tablets or hybrids or the, what they call them, the... Um, Convertibles? Convertibles. You know, that could be either a tablet or you have a keyboard that connect to it, like the <laughs> uh, iPad Pro uh, in some ways. Um, that no, Now you also have Chromebooks being thrown into the mm-hmm. conversation. Or any kind of netbook. It doesn't always have to be a Chromebook, which is a specific brand, right? So yeah, well, yeah, Netbooks has a very bad... Remember when yeah, they, they first bad, one came out? Yeah. got a bad name when we started. Yeah. So a lot that's of people why we just, call them something else. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've matured. Well, they're smaller, smaller hard drives, usually a little less power to them. If they even have a hard drive. If they, yeah. That's true. Because right. it's solid-state everything. I mean... Well, in this case, uh, the Chromebooks I'm, the, that I've looked at recently, 16 gigs is kind of the standard uh, hard drive configuration. And for Chromebooks, uh, folks, just generally speaking, it means that your at least up it looks like point, a laptop. It looks a Chromebook, exactly like yeah, it. has a keyboard, laptop, mouse, power button, but it runs um, a proprietary OS mm-hmm. by uh, uh, Google, Google mm-hmm. and it's called and it runs Google Chrome, mm-hmm. and but everything's served to you over the net, so you do have to have a, a internet connection, right? And that has been an important point. But oh. you don't need the hard drive space because everything is stored. Right. And I hate to use this term, but everyone's using it now, cloud. Right. So this would be the Google Cloud. So Google Docs will take care of your documents, and you also have one up there. For, you can uh, uh, spreadsheets, I think, as well. Yeah. Can be so if you use pictures. and again a Chromebook, if you use something that um, has has the Google operating system on it, um, that's what you get. There are companies, um, and some good companies, that have are trying to figure out how to keep their users safe. Mm-hmm. And the way that they're starting to, to really hone in on... Airbags? Which is <laughs> safe online. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, they're, they're, they're looking at, and it's also, by the way, much cheaper... They're looking at what's called a virtual desktop infrastructure, so VDI, okay. and you don't need a lot of power at the desktop. Are these the old dumb terminals? So we're going back well, to, they're not called dumb terminals. I know, they're, they're not called, called that they're anymore. Called, they're called... Uh, VDIs. They're called VDIs. <laughs> 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 they're smart terminals, really, is what they are. Yeah, yeah. Very and, wow. And, yeah, that's interesting. And we've you know, seen this coming what, years ago. And what yeah. happens is, so nothing is, is really stored on the, right. the machine itself, right, right. so it's very cheap. Um, it is not a, gru- a Google um, OS, mm-hmm. so they do use a, a Windows OS because mm-hmm. they can take and buy them for twelve bucks. So yep. it's not, it's, but it's it's very cheap, and you take and use Office three sixty five, right. which is in the cloud, and it's all your Office Microsoft Office apps, wow. and everything else gets um, gets presented on your screen um, in a little envelope, if you will. Right. Yeah. That does not um, mean so. If anything does get onto your computer, somebody comes in, tries to put a keylogger on the mm-hmm. computer. It doesn't matter. It doesn't go anywhere except back to, you know, the the drive. So, wow. um, lots that of people are are doing it that way, and and I think we're going to see more and more. Yeah. And it's yeah. not so different than a tablet. It just yep. it has the USB right. if you need it and some other things. It's interesting. So, well, and the cost. The cost can vary from $160 cost, to, right. you know, you can, you could still go up to around $400, $500. Yeah, but, but the, you're... Really, 200, between 160 and 
three hundred dollars at the most. Yes. Yeah. Typically okay. at, at the most. By the way, right. interesting statistic: uh, Chromebook shipments in the U.S. surpassed Mac sales for the first time in the first quarter of 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Chrome OS the... overtook Mac OS in the U.S. in terms of shipments for the first time in 2016. Yeah. And well, the uh, difference is a hundred and sixty dollars or. It's a thousand hundred and sixty dollars. It's also right? it's yeah. also the academic use. Right. Also the academic use. Chrome are still largely a U.S. K through twelve story. In other words, the very place that Apple ruled, Google and the Chromebooks are now beginning to rule. Because they're cheap. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. We have some callers I want to get oh, to as well. But go ahead. Excellent. Yeah. I was just going to ask. Well, okay. If everything's stored in the cloud, what about privacy and your data? So I, I'm thinking that the, the manufacturers of Google out there and, and Apple has their cloud, they're providing more and more storage up there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But what about my documents that I store up there? Are they safe? So they're backed I, up, obviously. They better be. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think they're a lot safer than they are on your computer or my computer. Yeah, because I they trust- are encrypted between between your laptop and, 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 and up there, and they're encrypted. The right. only way you can get to it was with your user ID and password. Yep. Security in transit and security at rest. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, both Encryption cases. at rest. Dan, so. I want to get to uh, Dan from Dearborn is with us online. Hey, Dan, thanks for calling in. Uh, what's your question for us here at the Internet Advisor? Guys have experimented uh, with a Raspberry Pi. Oh, yes, I've heard about Raspberry Pi. Yeah, that's a, it's a tiny yeah, little... Yeah. You, you, you take all your returnables, you take them to Meyer, <laughs> and for $25 you can buy yourself a Raspberry, yes. Which yeah, is basically just a little CPU, central processing unit, yep. plus a video driver, I think. Well, there's all sorts of little things you can add to it. But, um, Dan, do you have any experience with them? Well, I do. I bought a Raspberry Pi a few months ago, and I'm just starting to play with it. Yeah. Uh, basically, I have it working in connection with my uh, television set, so, I'm, mm-hmm. so that's my monitor now. I love it. My keyboard and, mou- uh, and mouse are, you know, wireless. Mm-hmm. Those cheap little wireless keyboards and mouses that you can pick up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I-, I use it, uh, for one thing, for uh, picking up Cody. Cody is the uh, what used to be known as Xbox Media Center, which is basically a way of streaming uh, video over the internet. Oh, yeah, really? exactly. So I can get an awful lot of movies mm-hmm. and television programs uh, by, by that means. Yep, and and I went to um, Micro Center on 14 Mile and John R, mm-hmm. and they actually sell raspberries. They have an entire ro- robotics section in there, and I was surprised to see they sold uh, the Raspberry Pis. And they're oh. only about thirty some dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was at a conference and uh, was, you know, they're handing them out as door prizes, I think, to everybody walking in. And uh, so I gave it to Justin, to my son, and he's been playing around with it uh, and, and, you know, thinks it's cool because you can do so many things with it well, and, I mean, it's, and it's cheap. It comes with an HDMI connection, a USB yeah. port, and it yes, supports it Bluetooth and wireless all there. And oh, it's just word. a little bit larger than a credit card. Yeah. Well, and, I think it's the size, of, well, if you're old enough to have smoked, I think it's <laughs> about the same size as a pack of cigarettes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah, not the 100s, <laughs> the, the standards. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> not the Newports. <laughs> but it's fun, though. If you have uh, that technical incline yeah. and are, are like tinkering, you can download off the internet all sorts of little projects that you can run oh, on yeah. there. You, you can, can run it as a... For word processing, you, you yeah. name it, and you can find... Uh, things on YouTube on how people have, have done it with their Raspberry Pi. So yep. for the tinkerers out there, yep. the Raspberry Pi is definitely the next little... A design. lot of yeah. the high school kids, too, or middle school, I should say now, take these and they hook them up to their Lego robotics. 
Oh, oh yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Very popular. And if you want to carry them, put it in your shirt pocket. Dan, <laughs> Dan, thank you for introducing that uh, that issue as well. That's really a nice one. Thanks so much, Dan. My pleasure. All right, hey, take thank care. You. Yeah, that was good. It's like Gary, a Gary from Ypsilanti. Oh, Gary, I'm sorry we lost you. That might have been my thumb that just uh, dispatched you, didn't want to do that. Give us a call back again, Gary, if you will, from Ypsilanti, and we'll uh, try Yeah, it's to... an 800 number, so we're good. Yeah, 800-859-0957. Doesn't account for my clumsiness. Sorry about that. Um, okay, but you know what's interesting about these Chromebooks as well? Um, my grandson was using it in mm-hmm. school, in grade school, and uh, loved it because it gave him all sorts of stuff that he could do in the cloud. And um, and now, as I said, this last week, Google announced they're going to be making some applications that will be able to use natively on the Chromebook, so you don't have to get into the cloud to be able to use those applications. They might be games, why would it might you, be almost that. Why would you put it on the computer? Why not keep it in the cloud? Look, I don't, you know, when I think about, and to Ed's point earlier, um, the security is is so much better. Um, those guys are, are a whole lot better than I am at, at uh, keeping that data safe. I'd much rather let them handle that mm-hmm. problem than have me try to keep it safe on my own computer. Yeah, but what about the ability and, to create a 3D model? and you're not connected to Wi-Fi, and you have some downtime, you have no Wi-Fi around, I want to tinker around with my 3D modeling of this uh, of, of something that I'm going to throw off of my 3D so, printer, so and I don't have that ability if I am not connected to Wi-Fi. So where in the world do you, are you not connected to Wi-Fi? Uh, Boy Scout camp, uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, fishing, uh, of a lake. I don't know. Uh, you're right, there's quite a few places. That I'll tell you what, I, you know, I've been up in the northern woods of Canada, and you can get to, it's, it's you can almost, get to, at least to the south, almost cell ubiquitous. You can get to uh, the south. Logan, tell Gary we'll be back with him in just a minute. We got him back online, and I do want to talk with him, Gary. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, your next computer in just a moment. Uh, we're going to be hearing from Mike Brennan as well on the headlines from MI Tech News, and we'll continue this conversation about uh, your next computer here on the Internet Advisor. By the way, if you have uh, said to yourself, gee, I wish I could have jotted down this piece of information or that, something you heard during the last uh, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, um, I want to remind you that Sunday night I post the entire program, minus the commercial matter, and then also the show notes. And you'll find that at internetadvisor.net, and then you can also listen to different content that we presented here. And uh, take notes from that if you'd like. You don't have to go off the road <laughs> or pull over to the side of the road to take the notes. We're uh, taking. We're going to be recording them for you. By the way, thanks, uh, Mike Stett and uh, Logan Stanifer for helping us out behind the glass. Glad to have you guys there. Okay, hey, you know, we've got Gary back, and I want to go to him. Hey, Gary, welcome to the Internet Advisor. Sorry for uh, sending you off into the ether. <laughs> Glad to have you back again. Appreciate it. You guys got me thinking about raspberry pie and vanilla ice cream. Um, <laughs> so, so you were off to the grocery store. We get it. Okay. Yeah, he was yeah. headed for the refrigerator, I think. That's what I would have. <laughs> but that, that wasn't the purpose of my original call. Okay. Um, what I wanted to know is, I I know you guys are talking about highly portable machines. Mm-hmm. I uh, mainly use one I assembled myself, a desktop, which apparently is in great derision today. But <laughs> in any case... Um, it's an i7, 12 gigs of RAM, okay. uh, two NVIDIA cards. I run four monitors. Um, so how so, are you going to do that with a you know a tiny yeah, portable? So, oh, no, no. so you're one of those special use yeah, kind of guys. Yeah, so yeah. we think, okay, you can't put 
four monitors under your arm and take them anywhere. So uh, easy, easily anyway. So you probably does, you probably need that desktop. So. And you said you've got two NVIDIA uh, GPUs. They probably yes. how much how much RAM do they have on board? Uh, about one each. Yeah, about one, a terabyte, a terabyte no, no, or a gigabyte. No, about one gigabyte each. One I mean, the newest gigabyte. ones come with four gig, I think, or yeah. even. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, well, this, that's the reason my call. I'm getting a little long in the tooth in this machine. It's, it's oh, been it must about be, four years. I was going to say it must be three years old. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So, so you know, uh, I know they now have, it's an i7, uh-huh. and I know they now have i7 laptops. Mm-hmm. Um, are those suitable for, you know, extended use at, at high CPU rates, you know. I, I, I know, Ed, you would know maybe a little more. My sense is you haven't got the elbow room in a laptop to be doing the kind of um, it really it supercharging you're doing. Right. I mean, if you were to buy it in a laptop um, it's and, and you're running battery mode, it usually by default puts the CPUs in low power u- oh. use just to save battery life. On my Dell XPS Ultralight, which is a couple years old, um, it comes with an i7, and and when I'm on battery, it's low power use, and uh, and but I still get I can get four hours on this thing, mm. Um, mm. on it. But I mean, if I was to try to do anything high CPU, you know, I'd have to modify the power settings, and yeah. and, uh, and my battery life would probably go down to like less do you, than an hour. Maybe. Do you you don't want to go portable, do you, Gary? Well, I mean, at various times when you travel, vacation, okay. different things like that, you know. But I, I think um, it'd be almost, you, it wouldn't be impossible to take that same kind of power with you, but you would be paying, I would imagine, a certain... There's a premium you pay premium for Premium for it, yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you have to realize that for the for notebook users, what the manufacturers are, are tailoring it towards is battery life. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Well, yeah. I, I guess I'm, I'm more into the performance and absolutely. not so much battery life. Absolutely. And, and, and I think, yeah, and it, you built this one yourself, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, it depends what you do with it. I mean, we have gamers at work that really love. I mean, they could play most of their games on an i7 uh, platform uh, with hooked up to an HDMI TV, and and they do well, you know, mm-hmm. with it when they travel because they, you know, God forbid they they can't go traveling without their games, you know, because the gaming <laughs> systems at home, you know, but and, and that they only have one monitor, and you can you hear them all the time cussing because they don't have they're so accustomed to two or three monitors yeah. right. i wish i right. had that money to, to spend on a gaming system oh my you know but a but, lot of but people, some people spend on cars that's true everyone has their hobby but some people do that my son's doing this now is is with photo editing stuff so they'll yeah. do they'll they'll invest in the same yep. amount of money so right. they can have two or three hdmi uh 4k tvs mm-hmm. so they can do the graphical editing and video editing they need and mm-hmm. they need those right. high-end desktops for that so yeah. gary i guess the bottom line is you, you Continue tinkering, and you're, you're going to get the kind of uh, output power you want and function that you want. Um, I don't know that you'll be able to buy it necessarily off the shelf anywhere um, in any kind of form. Thanks for calling, though. All right. Thank you. Appreciate Take care it. of yourself. Hey, yeah, you know what? Some nice guys... machine he says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Time for us to talk with you know, we Mr. To... Mike Brennan. We forgot to ask him what he was going to do with that. I mean, what oh. does he do with that? With four monitors? Oh, well, no, I'm just going to itch. I'm going to just wonder. <laughs> we'll just see if we can get back in touch with him find out what that was. Mike Brennan is with us. He's the editor of MI Tech News. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I was listening to that whole conversation. I'm still a MacBook Pro guy, so, you know, I love those. Well, I do, too. I've got my MacBook Pro here as well. And uh, it's. Uh, I found it interesting to find that the Chromebooks had outsold the MacBooks. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, that is a fascinating surpri- statistic. Yeah, not surprising though, really, when you consider well, the price difference. 
and also yeah, it really is because MacBook Pro you're going to spend close to two Gs. You if you, yeah, if you if yeah, you trick it out with all of all the goodies that you need for it, and yeah, they're exactly. recommending the MacBook Air, uh, thirteen inch for uh, high school and college students. So are they okay? Yeah. A little yeah. cheaper than the Pro. Yep. And uh, and actually better battery life, and there's some other reasons. Beautiful little machine. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. beautiful little machine. Well, Mr. Brennan from MI Tech News, let's talk about some of the headlines that you've got to let people know what MI Tech News is all about. Uh, I see here, oh, I love this. Uh, do you have gray poupons, sir? <laughs> yeah, actually, Holland does. Uh, that, that one surprised me. The Kraft Heinz company is only going to make the gray poupon mustard in its Holland, Michigan facility, which I, I thought. I love it. <laughs> uh, somehow your... it seems like uh, in Holland, gray poupon. Okay, sure, why not? So uh, put, put your little pinky in the air. That's, uh... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Roll down the window on the Bentley and ask the guy in the Mercedes if he has gray poupon. <laughs> I love it. That was uh, I, it was interesting because it was part of a uh, uh, grant that encouraged them to do that? Yeah, they got $500,000 from the MEDC. However, then uh, what Heinz is going to do, Kraft Heinz, is going to do is invest $17.2 million and create 50 more jobs. Hooray, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, well, well hey. Only one place in the world they're going to produce great poupons. And that will I be, love it. Yeah. Along, along with pure Michigan, that will be our <laughs> next claim to fame. I, you know, this next story, Mike, is going to interesting but because I lived in the city of Waukesha for about five years. It's a town west of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, Waukesha has apparently, um, is it they've gotten permission to draw water from Lake Michigan? Well, not really. What it is, the advisory board has recommended it, but it still has to wait for okay. the vote. All the governors and the, the Ontario premier has to vote on it. If any of them say no, it's it's, it's not going anywhere. Mm. The issue is they're outside the watershed, yeah. and they're afraid this is a foot-in-the-door issue. All right, mm-hmm. Then everybody else mm-hmm. outside the watershed is going to say, well, you let them in, so we want Lake Michigan water. The camel's and, nose in the tent, as they say, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. So a uh, couple of the representatives, Dingle and Miller, have already come out and urged the governor to veto veto this, mm-hmm. but we don't know where the governor stands on it. But they're going to have, on June 21st is when they're going to have the vote. Is it, is it and interesting? if it stays in the watershed, then the water comes back into the Great Lakes. But yep. if it goes out, then slowly but surely. And that is the start. issue that it could be Good. passed on to the Mississippi River system right. rather than put back into Lake Michigan, That's right. which is the real key thing. All right. Well, and everybody, and water is the new oil. I mean, and as we yep. go forward, all these other places are going to say, well, heck, you let Waukesha do it, why don't you let us do it? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. You know. There's a very long straw that could come from the West. Hey, kind of quickly then, just to mention the fact that you can get these headlines plus many more absolutely free every week if you subscribe to MI Tech News. And you can go to MITechnews.com, put your email address in there, and you're on your way, no cost whatsoever. Or you can go to internetadvisor.net and sign up the same way. You'll see Mike's smiling face on the page there. Mike, thank you very much. Have a great week. Then we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, and I'll be in Paris for the next two shows, unfortunately, so I won't be with you. Oh, and you'll be, matter of fact, you'll be going to the beaches of Normandy, as I understand, to celebrate D-Day. I will be, yes. I'll look forward to it. I'll send pictures. All right, Mike. Thanks so much. Mr. Mike Brennan, the editor of MI Tech News, thank you very much for joining us. Okay, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and then after the news, our phone lines will be open at 800-859-0957 for whatever question you may have about your computer or getting on or getting around the Internet, here on the Internet Advisor. You're listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, 
theinternetadvisor.net. You'll discover past podcasts, our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, and many other resources. You'll also find links to MITechnews.com, our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter, edited by Mike Brennan. If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter and at Detroit's newest podcast network, podcastdetroit.com. Now let's get back to the second hour of the Internet Advisor. Welcome to our number two of the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, Gary Baker, Edward Allen House here, and we are here as your servants. We're here to answer questions that you've got about whatever it may be, your computer, getting on the Internet, getting around it, your network. The number is 800-859-0957. If you just kind of bumped into us and said, what in the world's going on? Well, it's open doors. The shop is open for you right now to get your computer problems solved here on the Internet Advisor. Good evening, it's Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and Ed Rudell, and uh, we're here open lines at 800-859-0957 to answer whatever your question may be about your computer, about the internet. Last hour, we were talking about um, how to make the decision about what computer you should be moving to. And uh, Ed, there was an area that we didn't touch on yet that I, you were talking about before I find fascinating, and that is the whole area of Linux. I know that's something you've had a lot of fun playing with. I have. I have. Um, You like that cuddly little penguin, eh? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. I like it because it is a streamlined operating system, just similar to the, like we were talking about the Chrome uh, book. It's it's a Linux-based operating system, Mm -hmm. and it can revive an old computer and make it you know, scream because it just so much runs so much faster. You can so, so, open I mean, source. So right? I've taken older computers that ran XP or Vista, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, you know, completely erased every, all the data because mm-hmm. sometimes people give me their old computers, and I I load um, Linux Mint on there or or Linux. Um, oh, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Um, Ubuntu, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, both of those have a very Windows like interface. And and very little disorientation as far as how do you get to printers, how do they get to the internet, because mm-hmm. it uses Firefox or Chrome and stuff like that. Very easy. Yeah, better now than it ever was, oh, right? yeah. Because yeah, it used to be when we first started talking about this, you know, eight years ago or so, and mm-hmm. people went, oh, wow, that's what I should do. And the normal person just had no chance. Oh, and my there gosh. There weren't the drivers, mm-hmm. and there weren't the other things that were involved. And today, it's it's a, a somewhat reasonable chance. It's yeah, still it, not the same, but it, it's closer. Yes. It, yeah. Open... Eight years ago, even five years ago, trying to add a printer, I had to open up a terminal window and then do such and such. And I'm like, yeah. I don't yeah, want to do that. Line. It's right. just supposed right. to work. I was thinking Mac, you know. And, and and it really gave me a taste. I've been doing Microsoft Windows for a long time, since <laughs> the 80s. And so I've I've been along that evolutionary curve of where the Windows operating system mm-hmm. has gone. So I know the ins and outs and I know how to do things. When I was thrown in the Linux environment, I'm like, it shouldn't be this hard. So I know how people react when they're giving a computer and yeah. say, here, make your functional now, be productive. And they're like, I can't print. Um, how do I download a new browser? Yeah, right. So the same thing that our listeners are usually call us about that aren't as fluent with computers, that that's the what I experienced when I was on Linux Mint or Linux early on. Mm-hmm. That's not the case now. Most of the time I can I can 
take a Linux Mint system and add a printer, browse the internet, connect mm. it to a wireless network, and it's transparent. It's one, so easy. One of the things I find interesting about that is that uh, from what you said before is that you can revive an old machine. So if somebody's in a place where they haven't got, let's say, the money to be able mm-hmm. to invest right. in a, in but a there brand was, new machine. But they, they will still find something, maybe. Mm-hmm. They'll still find some application that they'll want to put on their yeah, their exactly. computer, and they won't be able to yep. because they just don't have a, a new Ubuntu, um, mm-hmm. you know, a version a for, for it. it. Right. Yeah. As an example, my wife has a um, a Panasonic camera or a right. um, you know one of those cameras, mm-hmm. and it came with a suite of software, and that's how she's used to sucking her photos off of her camera. She plugs it in, it brings into the photo. Right, right. You know, yeah. that's that's not there on Linux Mint. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Okay. Do it. okay. So one last thing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There was uh, an article this week about LinkedIn. There was a, oh, yeah. a breach, security breach, uh, back in 2012. Well, guess what? They started to find that there's some information out on the dark web, the deep mm-hmm. web, that. Um, came from that that security breach right? showing up now yes oh, okay um so you know obviously when it first happened they said look if you have a linkedin um apple or a, a Address, account yeah. <laughs> change your password right. right right so the only people that i think are are you know crazier than <laughs> the people that didn't change their password in the last 4 years when mm-hmm. they've been on linkedin are the people that are going to go buy those those passwords <laughs> you know right. i hope they don't pay a whole lot for them plus they're only passwords so what yeah. can you do with them yeah. you can't steal much from them but all you can do is get in and mess up somebody's yeah. profile well, I, was, I don't get it and the reason why we looked into this is because the media and uh, most of the news sources were talking about a yeah. linkedin breach yeah. and it's really not a breach someone's throwing um, trying to selling this information for 106 million was it or 106 uh, 117 million, million. 117 million users but the data they're selling is four years old. If yeah. there was a value, if there was a value, and it's to only this, a password. It's not even your credit card information. If there was right? a value to this, it was it made me change my password. Yeah, for LinkedIn, and, and we should all be doing that. Yep. And maybe not every ninety days, like most companies make you do. Man. And there's a reason to do that, and it's PCI requirement. And there's a whole bunch of other reasons that a company might make you do this. For most of us, if we change it at least once a year, uh, absolutely. Right? I'm gonna right. go off the air. I gotta change my password. <laughs> 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 okay, Steve. While he's doing that, welcome, Steve. From Sterling Heights, good to have you on the show with us. Uh, thank you. Uh, when I choose a picture, for instance, I'm, I have a Windows Seven, by the way. Okay. Um, and I want to email it. Mm-hmm. It will. My computer tells me that I have not chosen a default email route, so it won't let me do it. So, and in the com- there is a setting in the computer that has you can set your defaults, but right, Yahoo right. is not listed there. Right. I believe you have to have the Yahoo toolbar installed for Internet Explorer or Google Chrome for that to work properly. And um, I've run into this before. I don't know all the nuances on that. If Yahoo is your default email, uh, yes. So if you try to right-mouse click on it or have a photo open and then select, you know, I want to email this photo, Mm -hmm. you're right. You don't have a default email email. program selected because it's web-based so you need the toolbar on there how to work around this is you go into your web browser create a new email and then hit the attachment button right right i i, I can do that you can that's do that. true i, I was okay. just wondering why i couldn't do it that way i wouldn't you know if i'm on the picture and all of a sudden they say, oh, i'd like to send this to somebody mm-hmm. i'd like to be able to do it from there i was curious why i couldn't would you know i couldn't do it it must be a common problem because all over the internet 
people talk about it, yeah, but yeah. I haven't figured out a way to. And unfortunately, <laughs> so I have to download the you the Yahoo toolbar. That's my understanding. Yeah. Yes, I don't have Yahoo Mail anymore. I maybe did. Oh my goodness! How many years ago? Yeah, me too. It's one of the ones I dropped. Yeah, um, yeah. But there, w- when I looked a into big it before, bidding war for Yahoo. Oh, right yeah, now. and here in Detroit. Yeah. Well, Dan Gilbert, is there any, part of the is there something is there something wrong with Yahoo that I should know about? No, there's no, actually no, 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 something. No. Uh, that it may actually um, be something right. Gain more prominence. <laughs> Who knows? There's Warren Buffett and Dan Gilbert and a whole bunch of other people are bidding to to buy it. Oh, yeah. do something with it. <laughs> yeah. right. so I meant I meant the Yahoo email, right? No, 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 there's no, nothing, no wrong nothing wrong with it right no, now. Okay. It's good. Okay, Steve. Yeah, something good may be that local guys may be buying it. That'd be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? Okay, 800-859-0957 is our number. And Krista, we'll be back to talk with you in just a moment. Thank you for joining us. And uh, thanks again to Mike Set and to Logan Stanford, who are the folks behind the glass making the program work. Thank you for being uh, the power behind the throne here. They are the folks that make this program work, and thank you so much, Mike and Logan, for being there. Uh, remind you that uh, the number is 800-859-0957. And let's go to Krista from Detroit. Krista, how may we help you here on the Internet Advisor? Yes, guys. Uh, good afternoon. Mm-hmm. I have an issue. I'm not able to get on my uh, on the Internet. I'm, I have a uh, desktop, HP desktop. Yep. Pavilion, it's the it's the style or whatever you call yeah, the model. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the but model. nonetheless, when I click on it, this has been happening for the past two three days. I have already called my IT um, tech support, and they have run all the tests and been stayed on the phone with me for about an hour, and they said that everything checks out really good. It's got to be something else and probably with my computer and they needed to connect me with the fee-based technical department and that's where the whole thing ended because I didn't don't need to, I didn't want to go there. Yeah, that yeah word, the word you was fee-based, F-E-E. In other words, they want money. Right. Of course, yes, and monthly at that. Ouch. So. Was that Hewlett-Packard you talked to that said that? No, this was this was uh, my AT, I have AT&T for my internet yeah. provider. Yeah. Yeah, that was them. Okay, so AT and T, of course. I mean, because they don't typically are providing you your internet service. They don't provide you PC support, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that could be expensive and then take a long time over the phone. Mm-hmm. But you know, what, what operating system are you running on your for Windows on your this HP? Eight, uh, Windows eight point uh, eight point five eight, 8. right, 8. 8. 8. Yeah, right. Okay, it may be two by now. I don't know. They always update and stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I have. Okay, and did they actually talk you through performing a, a Windows 8 system restore and going back several days? Uh, no, they didn't. You, you, you mean the, the AT&T support? Yeah. Uh, tech support? No. Yeah. No, they didn't do so, that. Because so Mike, they said that it was a, uh, it's not an Internet. Right, it's not an Internet issue. So suddenly yeah. your computer has stopped accessing the Internet, and that's really all you know. AT&T has confirmed that their equipment's working fine all the way up to the box they provide into your house. So yeah. we're suspecting that it's something on your computer. What What's changed? So is your computer connected to AT&T through a network cable, or do you connect to it wirelessly? It's wireless. It's, to- it's completely wireless. And by the way, the, the modem, I think, is modem and, and router all in one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah right. Okay. So uh, here's the deal, though. Whenever I click on, I'm using Chrome for my search engine, right? Yeah. So when I click that on, this page comes up. There's no internet connection. Your computer is offline. Now they have like three bullet points here to check. 
and then checking the network cable or router, resetting the modem or router, mm-hmm. or reconnecting to Wi-Fi. Then there's a details button. I click that, and I've gotten, depending on whenever I click that details button, I got a variety of different uh, things that it could be. One, it says the configuration on your computer needs to be changed. Right. Then another one told me that the problem that was found was with the wireless adapter or access point detected. And then it says that you need to reset the wireless adapter, investigate router or access point issue. Yes, but see, these are automated responses, very Mm -hmm. generic questions. What I asked, though, is if you... uh, performed a system restore. So Microsoft Windows allows you the ability to um, to take your computer and say, I wish to take my computer back to the way it was, exactly the way it was five days ago, four days ago, six days the ago. The last time oh, when it was, was running. Working. Yeah, the last time when it was working for you. So Okay. Okay. So that way, if there's been a software change or a virus has got onto your computer, the virus is removed. Because mm-hmm. Microsoft reverts itself back to the way it was when you performed a system restore. Okay. Okay. So th- that's one of the first steps you can try. And mm-hmm. you can get to it by on your Windows 8 system by going into your search bar and selecting system restore. And Well, well that I tried—excuse uh, me, I misunderstood when you first explained that. The guy did tell me, uh, tell me that I may need to do that, but I can't even get to that. I mean, all I have— Right. I either can go through all the, you know, the apps that's on my uh, computer in front of me. Yep. I got, um, this is a touch screen or either you can sure, use the sure. thing. Okay. I can, but whenever I click anything, I can do internet, click Internet Explorer. It's going to give me that, it gives me that same. Okay. Thing. But I, I'm not, I, I'm sorry. So let me clarify. When I said search, I wasn't talking about Internet Explorer or Google search. Right. You have okay. a search bar at the bottom of your screen. Bottom left hand corner. corner for okay. that that it's a Microsoft search so you could search yes. the operating system for you know you, you could type in their control panel and it would take you to Windows control panel oh it will yes. okay. or so you could type in desk? system restore you know exactly. or you could type in you could type in Internet Explorer or you can type in Google Chrome and it'll actually launch those applications you could type in Microsoft Word it would launch Microsoft Word so the sometimes using the search bar on, on Windows 8 is an easy way to get to right. like System Restore. And System Restore, like I said, is a utility that comes up and it'll walk you through the steps to restore your computer to a previous date and time that does not remove any data from your computer. It only modifies Windows system files. That's the first step um, okay. uh, that I would do. If AT&T is suspecting that it's your computer, not the not the uh, anything to do with them. The other thing is, I'm sure they had you cycle the power on your the, the 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 equipment they provided is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you mean like unplug the thing and yes. uh, the modem thing? Yes. So that's good. So and did they have you when you go uh, in your Windows eight and you navigate to the wireless network um, adapt you know antenna that's on your toolbar? Did they have you? Can you view your AT and T cable modem or what your wireless access point? Can I use it? And what do you mean? Well, like you know, because way? you said you're attaching your Windows system to, um, you're using your window, uh, your computer to wirelessly attach to AT&T's equipment at home, ah, right? Yeah. So you yeah. should have a wireless network configuration toolbar on the bottom right-hand side where it says, you know, I'm connected to AT&T 45678. 
Exactly. Where would example. that be at? So you said it's on the it, right hand side at the mm-hmm. bottom. Is that mm-hmm. what you mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Usually, is that where it's at, yes, Foster? Yes. I don't have a Windows mm-hmm. 8 system in front of me right now. But I'm remembering oh. my wife's Windows 10, which is the same thing. If you go to the bottom right hand side. There's a little uh, carrot there. A little, it, yeah, it's a little carrot that you click on, and then when you hover your mouse over it, it'll basically say um, wireless or internet access, you know, wireless yeah, networking. Yeah, I'm doing that right now. It says eight is giving me my ATT, uh, uh, I guess my code or whatever Yeah, four, five, yeah, six, seven, right. Okay, so you it are says, connected to it, yeah. Yeah, you are well, connected to it. it's saying no internet access. Oh, okay. it says no internet access. Well, that, okay. Well, that's okay, because what, what that's telling you is that your computer is attached to your, uh, to that wireless access point, but Microsoft has determined that beyond that point, there is no internet access. Now, is so, there a trouble? I, I'm going to say, so you have a desktop computer, though. Uh-huh. One of the things you can do to eliminate this problem is you could have hardwired. If you um, have a network cable, which most people do, and your computer actually shipped with one, and it's uh, it looks like an old telephone connection, but it has eight wires instead of just four wires. And sometimes they're blue. Okay. Yeah, they're blue, blue and it's yellow. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I you have, have a... to dig for that one because I didn't even bother to mess And if that, you look I... in the back of your, your AT&T modem, it usually provides one right. and sometimes four uh, actually network ports on there. Mm-hmm. I'm in the yeah, back of this I thing. Yeah, I see it. Uh, Ethernet, it says. That's that's exactly. It. That's it. So mm-hmm. if you took your PC and, connect, and, and and the cable would actually connect from one of those ports to your PC, that way you're circumventing the whole wireless thing. Yep. And the next time you call AT and you could say, uh, you know, I have my computer hardwired to your, um, to your equipment and I still don't have internet access. Okay, but so the thing where is, where I put the other end though? I mean, I, I yeah. know what you're talking about. Oh. I have one of those Ethernet. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Good, then, good. Then usually on the back of your desktop computer, you have a. Uh, it looks like exactly the same as what's in the back of that cable modem or that DSL mm-hmm. modem. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. It looks like a, a. It's just a fat telephone yep. connection. Yep. You'll find them on both yeah. ends of the thing, Kristen. We're getting but, close to our break right now, so. Uh, just but I was gonna say, do the system restore first. Yep. See if mm-hmm. that corrects it. If that doesn't work, try hardwiring, and then. Um, if you hardwire and you call back AT&T, they'll probably be a little bit more receptive, and they can say, I can actually see your computer now. Yep. They should be able to see your computer they should be able. through your through their equipment. Okay. So, Krista, try those two things. First, try that system restore, and then the, the other thing would be to try hardwiring your computer to the network outlet. Okay? And uh, if you can't do this, get back in touch with us, either by email or later on in the show, okay? Thank you very much for being with us, Krista. Number again for your call, 800-859-0957. We're very happy to be part of an excellent lineup of experts on the weekends here at WJI. The great voice of the Great Lakes, everything from getting your... uh, startup program going with your entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneur with Startup Nation, and uh, the garden uh, expert, <laughs> Dr. Dean Krauskopf, is here to help you getting your garden blooming. And we here at the Internet Advisor as well are here to get your computers running smoothly. And the way we do that is by answering your questions. So if you happen to be kind of just tooling along and you've uh, heard some of the things we've been talking about here and you have a question about your computer and it might be getting on the Internet or it may be uh, getting sound back on your computer, whatever it may be, 
Now is a good time to call. 800-859-0957. Don't wait to the bitter end to ask. And by the way, the only dumb question is the question you don't ask. Um, Your questions can help a lot of people. And that's why we encourage you to give us that call at 800-859-0957. Eddie, you had a follow-up, I think. Yeah, for Krista. And I apologize. When I said to go to Windows 8.1 and you go into the search bar and type in System Restore on the Windows search bar in the bottom left... That's a mistake, and and that's one of my pet peeves with Microsoft. Microsoft has called it System Restore for ages, and what happened is is that it's no longer called System Restore. It's called Recovery. So if when you type in there and it doesn't work, try typing Recovery, or you can go into Control Panel Recovery, and then that will let you then bring up the Microsoft System Restore utility. It's still there. But you can't search on it, which I was so upset about. The other thing is, you know, this happens a lot at work, is sometimes the network adapters just stop working, wired or wireless. Yeah. Usually not both. So sometimes what I have to do, and I, I've tried this. you do a Gremlins. You, you do a system restore, and sometimes I have to go into Windows Device Manager, mm-hmm. and you can get into that, to that from... Um, the control panel, Mm -hmm. or you can right mouse click on my computer and select manage, and then you'll see something called device manager. And device manager is a listing of all the hardware in your computer, disk drives, CD-ROMs, keyboards, mice. You'll see something in there for network adapters. You'll see a, a wireless network adapter, and then you'll also see a wired ethernet adapter, depending on which one's giving you grief. And this is like a last step before you know, what do I, before you maybe have to take it to a store, is what you do is you go into the device manager, you locate the network adapter that's causing you problems, and you right mouse click on it, and you say remove. Windows will then ask you, do you wish to remove the software that goes with this driver? And you're like, heck no, just <laughs> remove the device, because I'm going to shut down. And when I power up my computer, Windows is going to rediscover that device as if it's brand new, and it's going to have the software there and reload it. Sometimes, by deleting the device in, in Device Manager, the network adapter, and rebooting your computer, all of a sudden, magically, your network adapter starts yeah. working. I get paid a lot of money to figure stuff out like this, okay? <laughs> and I've been using that technique for years, and now our listeners know it. So there, there we go. I'm <laughs> free for nothing. You get it. Let's talk to Jackie from Warren. Jackie, welcome to the Internet Advisor. Thank you for joining us here. What can we do for you? Oh, my goodness. Hi. Well, I just went out yesterday and bought from Best Buy, and they had an incredible little, I don't know if they call it a sale or a markdown on an Asus. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. great laptop. Yep. yep. Are they? Okay. And that's yep. what I have. And I just put it on my desktop, a desk where I'm going to use it because it's a laptop, but it looks very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know where to start as far as what do I do next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no. You come over and help me. No, there you go. <laughs> it looks pretty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did, did you have a computer before? Oh, yeah. I okay. had one of those. Uh, Heavy, heavy things, you know. The desktop. You had a desktop. It <laughs> yes, was, you know, the I ca- did, and it was one of the older models, not sure. real old, but. Yeah. Uh, and who but was I your... finally decided I don't want that anymore. It's just too heavy and too cumbersome. And, and what was your primary email when you had when you used it? Before? And it's the same. It's the same. Well, I haven't even plugged this one in yet. So well, I'm, I'm just asking. What was your email? Was it Yahoo? Was it Hotmail? Um, the email is still the same, and it's uh, J, small caps. Well, no, you don't have to tell me. Was it Hotmail? Was it Yahoo? Was it Comcast? Who was the provider of who your provided email? your email? Yahoo, because I was with ATT. Okay, so Yahoo. one of the things that's going to happen when you first power up this laptop, it came with Windows 10. It's probably going to want to create a Microsoft email account, which is fine. It'll do that so that when you log on your computer, every time you log on your computer, um, uh, your Microsoft will become your default email. 
but okay. and, and, and it'll challenge you with an ID and password. You're given that option. Uh, for, it's for security reasons, but you okay. know you don't have to set up a Microsoft Mail account for this computer. But one of the options um, with the Windows 10 is it's gonna it should allow you the ability. And I'm trying to think of the wizard, and I can't recall it to copy files from your old computer to your new computer. Mm. And and it'll actually even create you a a. Uh, it, did, did your computer come with a CD-ROM or a DVD drive? Uh, I'm just looking into it. As I say, I just. Oh, okay. Because it it'll provide you the ability to to um, copy the files over your home network from your old computer to your new computer. Okay, and uh, how close does the old computer? Do I have to hook it up somehow? No. Well, no. If if they're both connected to your home network, I'm assuming wired. Your your desktop is probably hardwired or wireless to your existing network, right? Because you get internet access on your existing computer. And when you're done going through the Microsoft setup wizard on your new computer, it'll also be connected to the same network. That same wizard, um, when it completes, it's gonna. Um, Microsoft provides utilities, and you can you can YouTube this. It's like, how do I copy files? You can just go to YouTube and say, how do I copy files from my old computer to my new Windows 10 system? Because Microsoft provides you utilities or to do that. Oh. It'll it'll copy your your pictures, your photos, your your internet favorites. You know, it, it won't copy your applications, but it'll copy a lot of the data okay. and, and well, save you trouble. I don't trouble. have my um, computer with me right now um, because. I- I was having some problems with it, so my son-in-law took it. He still has the computer part. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. well, anyway, so, but your original question, I jumped the gun on that. I assumed that maybe you wanted some data off your old computer, like favorites. But I probably do, because, see, at the time, I didn't even know what I was going to do. So mm-hmm. we, you're going to power... I've been without that for about four months. Oh, oh I got you. Okay. So when you power up this computer... It's gonna walk. It's gonna walk you through. You know, would you like to attach to your home network? What screen name do you wish to use? Do you wish to set up a Microsoft account, uh, email account, or do you have an existing email account you'd like to type in? It'll step you through that, and and you can click on help um, button uh, through this power up setup wizard that that Asus has provided. Uh, you know, when they installed Windows 10 on your computer. Um, okay, so right now on this lap or the. What do you call it? Not laptop. Your laptop. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> laptop. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's probably 15 inches across. It's a pretty good size one. It's a nice one. Um, anyway, I don't see any plugs, which I probably have still, and I haven't even opened it yet. Jackie, can I ask you, uh, just to do me a favor, uh, could you turn the radio down? Because what's oh, happening... Yeah, you're getting distracted by hearing your voice a little later than it's yeah, you in know, our conversation. Yeah, and right. you're going to have to probably read the instructions that came with your laptop right. because you're probably going to have to um, insert the battery into the laptop, connect the power oh. adapter, mm-hmm. and th- there's usually some instructions that's provided by the manufacturer of the computer to at least get you to the point where you can yeah. power up the computer. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you haven't even got to that part, and I'm not sure if we have the time to be able to step that's you through okay. that. But, uh, but that's, I just wanted to see uh, what I should do next. Now, you're saying there should be a battery someplace, and well, it is not in the computer itself? No, no. no the ba- sometimes. Sometimes yeah, right. they ship the batteries, and they're disconnected from the laptop. Sometimes they're already connected. It's hard to tell. I'm not sure. Sh- but you, you bought this at Best Buy, right? They should in that uh, in the package that you got. There should be uh, a number of different kind of foldouts you can get, which says when you first get your computer, do this, this, and this, and that'll help you set your computer up. Uh, once you've got your computer set up, and then you said that you were connected through Yahoo AT and T, right? I was. 
was, yeah. Okay, okay, so you had that connection. Uh, do you still have that connection coming to your house? Well, it, I haven't done a thing. Yeah, you're still, you're still okay. paying the bills, You're, you're right? still paying the bill, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> then you've got it coming into your house. So then yeah. you have a, a connection to the Internet that's coming into the house. And in the process of setting up your new computer, the laptop, it'll give you instructions on connecting that. To your computer. And once it's connected to your computer, you'll be able to, you know, it'll probably put on the screen there some prompts. Most of these things, Ed, are set up so that they're they're pretty pretty good about walking people through on a very simple step-by-step basis. Right, right. Yeah, try not to be intimidated up. by it. This is, this is almost like a toaster. Yep. <laughs> and, and you should be able to just set it up, plug it in power it on and it'll make that toast for you but this one's going to ask you questions <laughs> it's an interactive well, I toaster thank you. Um, I'm sure I'll be fine in fact I have a son-in-law that will probably come over maybe next week and if what I can't do he'll help me that's exactly you tell me he's out of the will if he doesn't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he'll sick your daughter yeah. on him <laughs> yeah, father's I, day I, is coming up see I had uh, you know this instinct that I'm just going to see if I can do this all by myself kind of thing. You know? Well, you know, I have to say this, Jackie, that in general what's happened, on it, it's become that easy a process. And, uh, you know, it's not it's not any longer rocket science due to this kind of thing. So the best of luck to you in doing that. If you have any other questions, uh, call us again next week when we're on the air, and I'd be fascinated to see how you've gotten along in the meantime. Thanks so much, Jackie. Our number here is still 800 800- Eight five nine zero nine five seven, and there's still time to answer your question here on the Internet Advisor. You know, folks. Uh, I, thanks again to Mike Stetz and to Logan Stadifer for helping us behind the glass. And Ed's good to have you here. Gary took up a little early because of the special baccalaureate service. His uh, son Justin is graduating from Catholic Central, and congratulations again, Justin, on a job well, well done. And uh, well, Jerry, we'll get to you in just a second, and Curly as well. Um, a reminder for you that on Sunday nights, we publish the podcast of our program, which is uh, the both hours of the Internet Advisor when they're reduced. So you get just the content of the program. And we also have the show notes. You'll find at internetadvisor.net. You can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes. Um, you can go to SoundCloud. You'll find us there. And also to the Podcast Detroit Network. And you'll find us on that as well. All right. Let's go to Jerry. Jerry, thank you very much for joining us here. I understand you have some help to give uh yes i do um i was listening to the talk to the other lady about her having trouble getting her computer on yeah right and uh something happened to my wife and uh she was trying to she called the people tried to get some information on how to turn it back on and it ended up that it was a blown breaker on our circuit panel oh no kidding even though the lights were still on on the on the receiver and on the tv they're telling you that it didn't work uh as soon as I hit the breaker button, everything kicked back on. I'll be darned. Have you heard that? Uh, I... <laughs> no, I haven't. I mean, I mean, well, some of them work on battery backup, uh, but I can't imagine the battery lasting more than six hours. Hmm. Yeah, but, the, I mean, the power was on during the day, and my stepson was using a welder, and I think he kicked off three breakers. But even though the lights were on and everything, it wasn't working. And as soon as I kicked the breakers on, everything came back on again. That's that interesting. Is interesting. So, so th- you might want to check her breakers. <laughs> yeah, and you know you're offering up something. Hey, by the way, Jerry, thanks so much for giving us a call. Something I've heard of before uh, uh, is the is that um, 
your whole house system, you've mentioned this before, there could be problems with the electrical system in the house that is affecting the computer, and it's not just the computer. Correct. On desktop computers, I've mentioned about how the electrical systems, if you don't have proper grounds on them or floating grounds, that can cause problems, yes. Right, exactly. So it's a bigger problem sometimes. Yes. Rare instance, rare instance, but that is a possibility as well. Okay, let's go to Curly from Canton. How you doing, Curly? Welcome to the Internet Advisor. I have a quick question. I uh, I have a brand-new com- uh, laptop, HP, and uh, a couple of weeks later, the down arrow and the um, space key stopped working. So I went on, I Googled it, went on the HP website, and didn't offer any help. Is there a magic fix, or do I need to take it back? Okay, so this is a brand new, you said this is a laptop computer, and it worked, and then now your down arrow and space bar no longer seem to work. I would, Correct. No, I haven't heard of that. Um, down arrow? Nope. Sounds like a mechanical uh, problem. It sounds like it's mechanical, like something's act like the keyboard's actually. Yeah. You might want to yeah. actually see if you can launch a Microsoft Word document or something, and then strike every key on there and see if there may be coincidentally other keys that aren't working, like the C or the V or the or the uh, B. Well, I've been using the virtual keyboard to get by. I'm sorry, could you could. You're using that? a virtual keyboard to get by. No, no, I. I said I've been using the virtual keyboard to get by. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. But what I what I think because your unit's under warranty, I would call HP and explain yeah. it to them. You you have a, a year warranty on that, and and yeah, and I'm sure they may even send a technician to your house to re- replace that keyboard. Or if if it's if it's one of their it's, it's a brand new computer, but depending on the model, they may actually send you a new keyboard and then you install it yourself some of these keyboards it's just a matter of flipping three tabs in between the f3 the f6 and the f12 key and and the whole keyboard lifts out <laughs> no kidding some of them are, are cons- <laughs> it's so easy a consumer yeah, right. can do them right and you just you flip that and the keyboards pop out right and then they're you, modular yeah they're modular um yeah. i don't know what model you have but you might want to call hp curly where did you get the computer uh from my uh, uh from my employer Oh, really? Oh, it's from your employer. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah, you might want to talk to your employer about that. Yeah, I would take it back. I, yeah, I would let the employer know about it. Yeah, because I don't know any... There's no, I can't think of any reason why those two keys would stop working. Yeah. I mean, you would think of a cap lock key or a num lock key, yeah. right? Because the num lock, if you had the num lock on your laptop, sometimes your, your IOP... L J, you know, K and, and B N, those two turn numeric, and you're like you're typing. Yeah. I mean, there was no reason why the down arrow on the no. space bar would stop. Curly, working. since this is from your employer, I'd suggest you take it back and say, "Hey, boss, this thing is not working. I can't get my work done on it." Yeah, I, there's no quick fix for it, and and it's not unusual for keyboards like this on laptops to go bad. But yep. usually, there's more than just two or three buttons. Usually, there's like um, eight to twelve buttons that are keys that stop working. Yeah, I wouldn't waste any more time with it, Curly. Okay. Well, listen, I, I, uh, thanks for the ad- advice. I listen to you guys as often as I can. You're just a wealth of information. <laughs> oh, good, Curly. Thank you so much for calling. And, you know, as I said before, when, when you ask a question and we get a chance to talk about it, it helps a whole lot of other people out there. Let's see if we can get Sharon in here before we wrap our program up. Hi, Sharon. How are you doing? Welcome to the Internet Advisor. Thank you so much. Sure. What can we uh, do for you? Well, as I told you, call screener. I am an e-virgin. I'm 68 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm a house down widow. Okay. And I'm lonely. <laughs> I hear you. I really want, I, I can start with an e-reader. Yep. 
and I think I can come up with the money for that. Mm-hmm. My question is, does an e-reader require internet, and what kind of cost am I looking at? Well, an e-reader, you got to get the books from somewhere. Yeah. So usually you can go to a wireless hotspot, mm-hmm. um, like at McDonald's or your library, and you or can Tim use your, Hortons or, or Tim Hortons like or your library is a good place. libraries. And, and and you can once you've powered up the lap uh, the e-reader, most of them have internet access. You if you get the Amazon one or the Kindle, mm-hmm. uh, they, they need to download the books from somewhere. Right. They're either going to download it from your computer which you've used your computer to download it and purchase it, or you can purchase it directly from the e-reader itself. And uh, But it, yes, they usually always require internet access. But you can go to someone that offers it for free. And Sharon, what you're asking about, I'm going to guess, is you, you like to read. Am I right, Sharon? I do, but the problem is two things. I don't even have a television. Gotcha. I have a radio. Okay, that's fine. We love that. <laughs> and I can't... <laughs> I bet. And I can't leave the house, so I can't go gotcha. somewhere to gotcha. do that. Well, you can... So uh, I'm wondering what kind yeah. of money I'm talking about to connect to the Internet well, at home. Well, uh, have you got a cell phone that you use? No, I've got a pay-as-you-go phone. Okay. Okay. Um, you're asking about a very simple device with which to connect to the internet that will allow you to read books or even to get on and to surf around and find out what's out there. Um, uh, if you can, it would be good if you could get somebody. Do you have family members around here? No, none. Do you have, uh, uh, um, there are some senior centers. Uh, do you know of a senior center near you? Uh, they're all over, but I can't get to them. Uh, sometimes there are, are bus systems that can help you to get to those places. Oh, I can't even get out of the house. My back doesn't work anymore. You have, you have physical problems. It's a real challenge. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a matter of paying for internet access, which sometimes you can get as cheap as $20 to $5 right. a month. Right, But, uh... Wow. And, and Sharon, why I tell you what, Sharon, why don't you hang on the phone and we'll talk a little bit when we get off, Okay. Okay. You hang on there, Sharon. And it's a, it's a challenge because there is. are some folks out there who, because of physical needs like Sharon, are, are lo- kind of locked in their homes. And it would be neat if we could get her out onto the Internet because I think it would be a wonderful way for her to stay exactly. in touch with the there world has around to be her. some sort of social services that could provide that. We're going to see if we can hook her up with something like that. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Internet Advisor. And for everybody who's made this program happen, thank you so much. Got a very special program coming up next weekend. We're going to be having some winners on with us, young folks who have, young women in particular, who have won scholarships and all sorts of incredible hardware because of their excellent performance. And that'll be coming up with the Well, you have to tune in next week and find out about that. 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock, the Internet Advisor. You've been listening to the Internet Advisor Show, Detroit's longest-running, locally-produced computer show, with Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and our team of experts. For more information about our weekly show, to ask a question of our experts, or find the show notes for this podcast, visit internetadvisor.net. And look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to check the other great podcasts available on this podcastdetroit.com network. Thank you for listening.